Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Suzanne Blimson. The US is ending the waivers it granted last year to allow some countries to continue to import Iranian oil. These were introduced to avoid a damaging oil price spike when Washington reimposed sanctions after withdrawing from the nuclear deal with Iran. Philip Jordardis talks to Anjali Raval and Barney Jobson about the likely impact of the US move. So, Anjali, which countries were granted the sanctions waiver and how will the move affect them? So, in recent months, countries such as China, India, South Korea, Japan and Turkey have been granted allowances to carry on buying Iranian oil. And from May, these waivers will be taken away. And so there's a big question over whether or not these countries will comply. Right now, it sounds like China is the only country that has vocally opposed the sanctions, whereas the other countries are most likely to go along with the new US rules. And was this US decision expected or did it come out the blue? I think it was a little bit unexpected by energy analysts and people in the market. Most people thought that the waivers would continue in some ways, but just that the allowances for Iranian crude purchases would be lower. However, subsequently, we've now looked at the behaviour of certain countries, India, for example, and they've cancelled their purchases of some of the contracts they may have taken on for the coming months. So that's an indicator that maybe they were briefed in advance. And uh, the US action has impacted oil markets. How's crude reacted? And what is the current global oil supply situation like? So oil prices rose on the news that there would be no more waivers from May. And so prices rose above $74 a barrel. This is of internationally traded Brent crude. And this is the highest since November. So there's a big question over what will happen to the oil price in the coming months, particularly as the impact of fewer Iranian crude exports is being felt. So the big question is, to what extent will the US be able to curb these Iranian sales to foreign buyers and will they be able to get to zero? And a significant focus on supply at the moment. Can OPEC, and in particular Saudi Arabia, make up that difference in output as the US claims that it will? So yes, the US has been speaking to energy officials in Saudi Arabia as well as in the UAE. And the US seems to be very convinced that there's enough supply out there to meet any shortfall. But the big question for a lot of people in the energy market is, is that really the case? At the moment, you're seeing supply disruptions in other big oil producing countries from Venezuela to Libya as well. So combined with any shortfall from Iran, there is a question whether or not there will be a supply gap. And as a result, could you now see oil prices go even above $80 a barrel? Saudi Arabia has said that it has another million barrels that it can produce quite consistently. At the moment, it's producing below 10 million and it can go up to 11 quite easily, or so it claims. But the question also is what happens should Saudi Arabia use up that extra buffer of supply? In the future, if there are big supply disruptions elsewhere in the world, where will those barrels come from? And Barney, how has Iran reacted to the news? Iran's certainly not happy, but has remained relatively cool in the way it's reacted. This was not a huge surprise for Iran. This is the latest step in a series of US moves to ratchet up the pressure 
uh, moves that began when Donald Trump last year said he was going to withdraw from the nuclear deal that had given Iran relief from sanctions in return for it stopping some of its nuclear energy programs. So this was not entirely surprising to Tehran. President Hassan Rouhani said, I'm reading a quote, that the US is not ready to hold negotiations at all. Its measures are aimed at breaking up the Iranian nation. He said that the country would continue to resist But Iran is not threatening any particular retaliation. I think the most notable point is, why is Trump doing this? He's doing this because he wants to try and curb Iran's meddling in regional affairs in Syria, in Iraq, in Lebanon. And there's no sign of Iran changing those regional policies. In that sense, this is not working for the US. In another sense, it is working in that Trump wants to put economic pressure on the Iranian regime and Iran's economy is sliding slowly into recession because of these sanctions. So they are working economically, if not diplomatically. And on that note, how badly can this hurt Iran's economy? And can the US actually stop Iran exporting any oil at all? Well, the sanctions that were put in place in November, with the caveat of the waivers that are now going to be phased out, were already causing quite a lot of harm. Unemployment's rising, industrial production's falling in Iran, the country is sliding towards recession. So, you know, as a means of causing economic pain, they're proving quite effective already. And now that's probably going to get somewhat worse with the end of these waivers. Iran will still be able to export some oil through unorthodox means, to put it politely. I mean, the country seems to be able to smuggle oil out and industry analysts suggest that they may continue to be able to smuggle out hundreds of thousands of barrels a day. So the revenue from oil will not be cut to zero, which is what the US has said it wants to do, but it's going to be reduced in a pretty significant way, I think. And are there any political repercussions for the US by making this move? Its decision to reimpose sanctions was already opposed by the other parties to the Iran nuclear deal. How are they reacting to this latest development? So Trump's withdrawal from the nuclear deal created a huge rift with the European Union. The European Union is the group of countries that continues to support the nuclear deal. They've not made a big deal of the end of the sanctions waivers, but the dynamic there remains that Europe is at loggerheads with Trump over this deal. Europe has been trying to find ways to enable Iranian companies to continue trading with Europe, despite the US sanctions. That's meant a lot of talk, but it has actually not really resulted in any concrete means to help the Iranian economy. But the divisions between Europe and the US remain as deep as ever on Iran. And how about US relations with the countries who can no longer buy Iranian crude? Will they be forced to fall into line? I'm thinking particularly about China here, which has hit out at the US move. I don't think the US is going to force China to do anything in particular. Um, As we've discussed, China's expressed its disapproval of this move and has indicated it's going to try and continue to buy Iranian oil. However, that made China a bit of an outlier because the other countries affected here, most notably India, Korea and Japan, were very quick to signal this week that they will comply with the end of the waivers. In other words, they will stop buying Iranian oil. And India in particular was very quick to say that it's confident it can secure oil supplies from other countries and will not suffer any adverse consequences. Anjali, how about OPEC? How does this play into the internal politics of the cartel? They had been focused on production cuts to support prices. OPEC will next formally meet in June in Vienna and there will obviously be huge amounts of tension because there is no way that a country like Iran or even Venezuela will be very happy about other major producers, particularly arch rivals such as Saudi Arabia, ramping up output and basically making money from their economic woes. 
so no doubt will be an incredibly tense meeting. But one thing to note is that Saudi Arabia has been very careful in its message since the big US announcement. They've said that they are not going to immediately accelerate oil output. This is really in response to what happened this time last year. Saudi Arabia was one of the countries that tried to ramp up its production to record levels in anticipation of a more aggressive US policy versus Iran. And in the end, it got burned because these waivers were issued and more of these supplies did come onto the market. So Saudi Arabia, yes, it's supportive of the sanctions against Iran, but it still doesn't want to be seen to be taking advantage and doesn't want to really face the ire of its OPEC peers and rivals. So it looks like there'll be some considerable uncertainty about oil prices in the coming weeks. That was Philip Jordadis talking to Anjali Raval, senior energy correspondent, and Barney Jobson, Middle East news editor. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, you can find our latest subscription offers at ft.com slash offer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.